welcome to the podcast think big with dan and kasim uh today we have dan white uh as a guest so dan will you please uh, like to introduce yourself to our audience sure, sure no problem i'm dan white i'm the co-founder and ceo of localvor we're a burlington vermont based technology company that connects people to local food and local businesses uh this is great so uh you are your business is uh for us for now or you are out of us as well we're a very small business that has i i started the company 12 years ago in 2011 and we operate out of a a city that um is the biggest city in the state of vermont mhm which only, which only has a population of maybe like 50,000 people So we're we're kind of like an up and coming technology and entrepreneurial hub here in in Vermont and right now we're in Vermont and New England uh, but we have a a mindset to scale nationally and globally. Uh this is this is great. So uh in in this 12 like 12 years is a lot in fact I also have around this experience like uh, uh but obviously in development <laughs> Not in your, your field, obviously. So, yeah. in this vast experience, what is what are the key points you learned about this business? Uh, because uh, most of our audiences are is, are the entrepreneurs, are the ones who want to become entrepreneurs. So, will you please let us know what you learned in this whole experience? The key points, main key points. Yeah, I think that you know we're the in our industry. We're in a two-sided marketplace industry, right? Mm-hmm. So, my background originally in this industry as a young, uh, recent college grad from the University of Wisconsin, go Badgers! Uh, I moved to Chicago and got a job with Groupon. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not a technical co-founder. I'm I'm more of a sales and marketing co-founder. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I wanted to start the company. I didn't realize how hard it is to create two-sided marketplace businesses because you have to get consumers and you have to get merchants and then you have to connect them, right? <laughs> But if you're successful at this, you become Airbnb, you become DoorDash, you become Uber, Indeed. right? You become a bigger op- there's a, a kind of a bigger addressable market, right? if you can achieve that at scale. And so my original focus and today the mission is still the same which is to use these powerful two-sided marketplace technologies to actually drive local food consumption and local economic impact that's greater than a consumer going to a non-local business or eating, you know, food that is shipped from miles away and not healthy. So we've developed different platforms. We've gotten to a point where, you know, we we now outsource our technology and have stayed lean to survive these past 12 years and we're in a good cash position. And the biggest the biggest challenge is what they, you know, they refer to as the chicken or the egg, right? So are you going to go first? out and get <laughs> Yeah, are you going to go out and get consumers first or are you going to go out and get merchants? Mm-hmm. right and, and you know for example we have a a customer and audience base here in in northern new england 
around mm-hmm. mainly around the northern central Vermont region. Mm-hmm. And there's 43,000 of them. So there's some people in New Hampshire and there's Maine and Boston and Massachusetts, right? But it's mostly this saturated audience up here in, in our hyper-local economy. And if I were to go into uh, a market like Chicago mm-hmm. or Minnesota, right? I, I have no users there. So walking my product into a business is almost useless. Because the first question any restaurant or small business owner that's considering us as a, a way to drive consumer traffic is going to say, how many users do you have, right? You go get users if you don't have any businesses on your app, <laughs> right? The consumers yeah. want the businesses. So that is probably bar none, the biggest nut to crack. And then creating profitable revenue streams behind those, those efforts to, to build a marketplace. I think that's probably the biggest challenge everyone deals with. And there's even, uh, I, I recently saw a, a new fund was created by a, a, a bunch of former founders of marketplace companies called, you know, about marketplaces, right? Because there's, yeah. they're, they're tough to tackle. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, by the way, this is uh, indeed uh, a challenging thing. The main challenging part where you have to bring customers in the, and the vendors both. Uh, I've worked on a few of the products where uh, these were the challenges. Like I worked on real estate and real, real estate product. On a real estate product, uh, people were looking for the content like, businesses who are willing to sell <laughs> and obviously but buyers will obviously will we will be looking for the sellers and the sellers well were asking us again and again how much users do you have even before the first business is landed <laughs> every time yeah right? i did so by the way are, are you uh getting some support from the tech side because i believe uh, tech still can be much helpful for you in this regard, maybe in even in your marketing, maybe even in your positioning. So I'll I'll tell you, I'll tell you kind of our philosophy, um, which is almost kind of like a, a, it's almost like a Tesla philosophy, which is product is marketing, product is marketing. Okay. And what we're betting on, right, if you think about a railroad track we're kind of going down two parallel paths with our development right now and the one that's really about gathering the users and the consumers is socializing our platform right mm-hmm. social in, in terms of social media features right so you can post content about your favorite local restaurant you can tag mm-hmm. a friend you can say let's go get dollar oysters in the neighborhood they've got a special tonight that's all free and we want that to be as free as Instagram is, but you won't see, you know, MBA teams necessarily, you know, or other content. It's more focused for local community food systems, right? And breweries and shops and retail. And this is a lot of things that chambers of commerce and nonprofit associations and state government associations all over the country are always trying to figure out how do we drive more local impact? How do we drive more local agriculture, right? Yep. And so, you know, socializing the app allows hopefully a, a viral component that eventually users are creating users, right? And we're scaling our user base. Then we can come back on, on the other parallel track, right? And, you know, there's a, a lot of ways to monetize a, 
a strong user engaged user base. We're on the pathway right now toward uh, card linked rewards um, with a company that we're integrating with called Fidel API mm -hmm. to allow local VOR users to put their payment in local VOR and get cashback rewards or loyalty points to continue to help them keep shopping local. Do you think so? This is uh, the scope of this thing is much bigger and the bigger the scope is the things are getting more vague. Maybe like the, the, this business to have a lot of aspects how you are handling all these a lot of aspects like this is not just getting consumers and getting vendors this is something even once users are there vendors are there no no still there's there are a lot of aspects in this in this domain well one thing that's really it, it's fascinating and a lot there's a lot of pandemic stories of pivots out there yeah and what happened to us was we were on this track before the pandemic mm -hmm. and our business model and our revenue streams are really intended to take people to brick and mortar experiences. Yeah. When that when that went away completely during the shutdowns, everything about our business model went on hold essentially. And the state government here in Vermont created a really unique program with FEMA funded emergency federal dollars mm -hmm. called Everyone Eats. Vermont Everyone Eats became a program that ended up contracting us to set to use our marketplace system because we already had a digital voucher system so people yeah. could redeem discounts and coupons and we set it up so that people could get free meals from restaurants that got paid through us through the program dollars ten dollars yeah. a meal so we ended up facilitating 1.4 million meals to over 25,000 vermonters that use the local war app and we processed $14 million of payments to those 115 restaurants that actually, you know, created the meals and had people come in and redeem. And they had to source at least 10% of the meal from local farms. So we, we have invoices where you can see all the, all the farms that are also being impacted. And that really has shifted us from a, you know, to a really interesting mindset because, you know, we have kind of the core marketing business, mm -hmm. right? But now we also have this opportunity with the government and, you know, the agency of commerce here uh, deals with the downtown associations, mm -hmm. right? These organizations that help support local businesses in their respective downtowns. You know what they want? A consumer facing directory and technology platform. Uh -huh. They don't have time. They don't have the resources and they don't have the know-how. Uh, so they put up a web, they, they put up a website that does a bit of filtering and some profiles, yeah. but guess what? A year, a year later, the business, some of those businesses are closed and keeping up with the data as a process. So we're in this interesting environment. Now we're in a small state, mm -hmm. we're playing a role that's collaborative with government agencies and nonprofits that have the same mission and, and essentially underlying goals. Right? So as that unfolds we we could become sustained as a business and technology platform by the state of vermont and from there you know when you're not burning cash and, and needing investment capital you have patience yeah <laughs> to, make quality, to make quality moves yeah
right? And that's key. That's kind of where we're at right now. We're we're developing our two other revenue streams, which is a consumer membership and a, and a business membership. Mm-hmm. But the government thing is so interesting because it's really about creating impact as a statewide community and figuring out, okay, what's local war's role with respect to this organization or that organization or this government agency. And I, I'm, I'm willing to bet almost all states deal with the same kind of dilemma, right? Yeah. They want, they want tourists, tourists and marketing, right? But they don't have, you know, the technical know-how, the infrastructure, like a for-profit firm yeah. might like you or I, right? So it's just interesting. And I think we've gotten to a place where we created a really good rep reputation through running Mm. the program for three years that we have a better reputation now for something we never expected to use our our platform for so (laughs) it's it's just been an interesting ride you know and this is interesting indeed it's crazy man so like all right let me bring it up to even like to here in the now the moment okay Mm -hmm. so this was a federal fema funded program that ended up being a 49 million dollar program which for vermont is a big number maybe yep. not in texas but <laughs> that's a big number here yeah. and you know we did about a third of that 14 million dollars mm-hmm. of meals was our our total meal budget that we facilitated through the app the mm-hmm. program ended mm-hmm. okay on march 31st the federal funding from the Biden administration for the pandemic relief money coming from fema ended may 11th the mm-hmm. pandemic hose of money officially ended two days ago we just had catastrophic and historic floods in vermont and fema is back in action (laughs) they're flooded i mean if you saw this state right now turn on the national news tonight and lester holt or nora o'donnell is going to tell you what's going on live in montpelier vermont so it's interesting because we've almost become like an emergency responder yeah right where you know as jose andres the celebrity chef and founder of world central kitchen would say local restaurants are perfectly situated to feed their community and that that is true in pakistan that is true anywhere indeed right yeah yeah and so if we can compensate them with government funding like we compensate the military yeah for defense <laughs> You can do, you know, it's a small business. It may not be Lockheed Martin, but it is a small business that needs consistent revenue. Yeah, obviously. And we have we have a and we have a growing food insecurity problem on top of that. And food waste is a problem. That's I mean, the biggest problem. So many reasons there are so many reasons to pay restaurants and local farms to feed people. It's you know, it's crazy. On top of the fact that a lot of Americans and people all over the world don't have time or skills to make food with what is being given to them from mainly, you know, a food bank system. That's an old system, right? Yeah. Still very much needed, right? But also like it needs to be innovated upon. And people, it's kind of like Airbnb, you know? Okay, the houses are already there right? The restaurants are already here. The food insecure communities are already right next to the restaurant. (laughs) We're shipping in Kraft macaroni and cheese to the Vermont food bank. You know, we got to stop doing that. And that's kind of where, you know, we've gotten into this leadership role as a, 
small for-profit technology company that wants to help, you know, nonprofits fighting food insecurity or nonprofits helping local restaurants and food systems, you know? Yeah, yeah. I believe this is a big cause. Uh, this is not just a, a, a thing that you're doing. This is a big cause as well in the long term. Uh, because at the end, if the, the food, food insecurity is already there, so in to 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 keep uh, uh, the mit mitigating these risks or keep fixing these risks, we really need to make the funnels. We really need to make the ways to feed the people because no one can eat from a five star restaurant on daily basis, not even on a weekly basis. And so the other thing I've learned. It a lot like that goes along with what you're saying is it's no longer food insecurity it's food and nutrition nutritions yeah food and nutrition and so if you think of food as medicine you know you want if you really want to solve solve the healthcare issue in in the US get kids and people eating better foods organic maybe all the, they won't have all the diseases and problems they have we already know this scientifically. Yeah. We know this. Yep. But we have to have the big players, the General Mills, the Kraft, they have to get into this because you need them. They're powerful. And they they if they can start supporting small farmers and the government can start supporting small farmers, what you're going to have is better food in your local community and that's going to I think reduce a lot of health problems the US has, especially obesity. This is the biggest problem, I believe, nowadays. Like, uh, if uh, and everybody knows, yes, everybody knows, food can fix all these problems if your food is healthy. <laughs> and we, day by day, we are going towards the processed food, the frozen food. This, this is the dilemma. I believe. And yeah, it's getting harder and harder, right? I mean, people need convenience. Consumers need convenience always. So it's really like, how can we make this healthier, better economically? food yeah. for your community accessible and affordable yeah obviously so uh, by the way uh, <clears throat> uh, i can understand you uh, many other organizations are already working with you but are you inviting others as to be partners in this like um, yeah. let's say a tech partner a market partner uh, like sort of these things have you ever uh, think about it like, like a bigger like a bigger corporate partner or something like that not the corporate not the corporate partners but uh the ones who who can uh, the, the one who can work with you on this cause without getting paid from your side but they might find some of the benefits in there and they can facilitate your cause as well yeah it's really the restaurant community that is, those are our strongest partners because they got paid through our services. Obviously. Right? So for the first time ever, as a salesperson who goes out to local businesses and sells them marketing services, I got to go in and say, I'm going to make you money for free. <laughs> uh, I mean, everybody signed up. <laughs> I mean, it was like, of course they signed up. They can see... Yeah. Oh, this is going to give me three, four thousand dollars a month in revenue. That's also tax free because of the program. So it was really interesting, and 
I think that what we're going to try to do is kind of continue to, to deliver on those measurable metrics for people mm. in the restaurant community, but ask them to be a member to support us. Because right now, you know, we need, we need sustainable revenue. We lost the revenue from the program. And so we're back in a position of reinvesting in new revenue streams. Burning cash. Yeah. Well, we've been there before and it's no fun, right? But we're in a good cash position. We have, we have a lot of runway. We're not going anywhere. And there's a lot of opportunities in front of us. And we're slowly building back up some of the pre-pandemic revenue streams that we had going. But no, I believe no situations are much better. Uh, Way better. And more yeah. meaningful. I mean, yeah. uh, just as an entrepreneur, right? You set out with, to do something and have success, right? We haven't gotten our investors or ourselves the economic returns that we, we desire, but we have certainly created impact in our community here to the point where I've had investors say, it's been a success regardless of what happened because of how meaningful, you know, our collaboration was with the Vermont Everyone Eats program. And, you know, at least that, that, that gives you a little peace of mind to move forward with, right? Yep, in yep, a positive indeed. way. Indeed, indeed. So uh, then uh, many of our, um, many of our, our uh, audience are looking for some guidance from uh, from every of our uh, podcast. And uh, will you please uh, give us an advice or or some something some yeah. golden words for your audience? Yeah, you know I'll. I'll tell you something. I'll, I'll give you the golden voice I have for you today in the moment is I just started practicing yoga every morning mm -hmm. at around 7 a.m. And I used to not be an early riser and I, you know, I'd, I'd want to get right to work, right? And I'd, I'd be excited to, you know, keep pushing. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs need to slow themselves down, take care of the body and the mind, because I'm telling you, you know, you'll be able to not stress yourself out. And if you're stressing, or you're, or you're feeling pressure, you're never doing your best work and you're never treating the people around you the best way. So I would say whatever it is for you to get your body and mind right, always do that first, then start work. This is good. Uh, this is good. Thank you, Dan. Uh, I, in fact, I, I always try to learn from my podcast. I, I, I'm, I'm learning day by day. I'm learning at least a single thing on every day. And uh, I learned many things from your uh, conversation as well. And uh, thanks for the golden words. In fact, these are in real golden words. We really need to take care about our, uh, about our body and, uh, and the soul as well. Obviously, the meditation mm -hmm. is a it is a compulsory part when you have some dreams to do something. And uh, mm -hmm. on the other hand, working for some cause, working some something, working for something uh, for like maybe maybe you are working for something. Let, sometimes you are working for something in free of cost, but if that is worth it, it will give you an inner satisfaction. More, my friend, which is priceless, I believe. <laughs> yeah, you're contributing, right? I feel like you get you'll if you give, you'll get back, Indeed. right? Yeah. Try to give first. And good things will come. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I agree with you. And uh, by the way, we have a short of time. Uh, I believe for all this discussion, we must need many hours as well. We can we, we can we can talk about it for the hours. 
but uh, yep. this is uh, there's a time limitation for us. So thanks, Dan. It was really uh, nice to talk to you. I really enjoyed. Yeah. Hey, I really enjoyed it too, and I really appreciate you having thanks. me on here. So thanks for telling you know hearing my story, and thanks, it's cool Dan. to connect with uh, yeah entrepreneurs like yourself. So cheers, man. So nice of you, Dan. We'll we'll, we'll stay in in contact. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. bye, -bye.